0: Romans chapter 12, and I want to call this one The Original Transformers. The Original Transformers. I I don't know if you're as old as I am, but there was a cartoon that eventually became a whole bunch of really bad movies, (laughs) but the goal of it was is there were these robots from another planet, and they had the ability to turn from a robot into a car, vehicle, airplane, something like that, and they could transform on command. And so they go from a normal, everyday-looking car into like this epic, you know, robot. The leader was Optimus Prime. And it was this idea of something you don't expect becomes something amazing. And that is what we want to talk about, about what we do as we grow and develop in our relationship with God. But before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I want to say thank you so much for doing that. There's a couple of people that I am seeing that they take a picture of themselves every day as they're about to listen to the podcast, and I think that is absolutely awesome. I would love for you to do that because we are on the road to 1,000 subscribers, and it's going to be awesome. We get a chance to do that. got a lot of ideas that we want to do, and we'll get there soon enough with all of your help. Also, I want to say thank you to everybody who is leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. Man, you are my favorites. You're doing amazing. I see all of you sharing the podcast, and it is awesome that we are building this community one step at a time, full of people that are walking with God and digging into God's Word. And man, the more we dig, the more we find. And kind of our rallying point is our Facebook group. So if you want to go there at Bible Breakdown Discussion on Facebook, and there are some amazing people who are writing these devotions every day, giving extra resources. It is just absolutely awesome. And I would encourage you to go there today. Well, kind of catch you up as you're getting your your NLT Bible open, get your coffee ready to go. Kind of catch you up on the idea that Paul has written this letter to the church in Rome. And what would happen is, is they would go to wherever the church was, unroll the scroll, and read this sermon of Paul. It would have probably taken about an hour and 15 minutes to read this straight out. And he is giving us the most amazing, systematic explanation of the gospel that we can really find anywhere. And what he is doing is he is building one step after another. Chapter one, he talked about how You know, God made us and then we, you know, humankind walked away from God and fell into sin and just got all kinds of messed up. And then chapter two it doesn't matter who you are, you know, Jew or Gentile, we all messed up. Chapter three, God then gave us the law to show us just how far we had fallen. Thanks, God. (laughs) But that was important because chapter four and five, we find out that's why Jesus came. We needed to see how far we had fallen so then we would understand our need for a Savior. In chapter 4 and 5, he says that's why Jesus came. And because of that, we have salvation. Chapter 6 and 7, he says we are no longer slaves, but it's going to take a lifetime to walk toward freedom. Chapter 8, he says, but the great news is we are no longer under condemnation, but we're growing closer to God every single day. And because of that, chapter 9 His heart breaks, God's does, for those who still don't know him. And we need to be about the Father's business and sharing the gospel. So then chapter 10 and 11 talks about how we do this, how we share the gospel, and that we celebrate that we have a God that is full of mercy. Well, now he begins to shift again and talk about what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God, both in our own pursuit of God, but also in our pursuit of God with others where we slowly become these transformers that's transforming into, from one thing into something amazing, all by the grace of God. So what we're going to do, as always, we're going to read through this and kind of stop along the way as your, you know, your, your friendly fellow tour guide and just look at the beauty of God's Word and how He says that we are being transformed day by day into something amazing. God's Word says this in Romans chapter 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into something new by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of this privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body that we all have many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. It is His grace, in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, if he has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly so if the first thing that Paul is saying is is he's saying realize that this life you have you now have the ability to do something with it. the first thing you can do is you don't have to be bound by all of the broken thought patterns and addictions and all of that but now you can give the only thing you truly have which is yourself over to God and see it as an act of worship. That's why he says God wants to transform the way you think to not think that you're worthless you have nothing to give. But you can give him yourself. And then to see that within the context of the Christian community. Notice how he says every single person, no matter who you are, we all have something that we can give. <laughs> Even if all we have to give is how not to do things, right? <laughs> That's what I think my number one value is, is let me t- show everybody how to mess up. <laughs> but we all have something that we can do. And every single thing, one of the things that we like to say is we like to say that everybody is a 10 and something and everything matters. Because whenever it's given back as an act of worship, that's what God requires. It's just that we give it back to Him. And then He's the one that makes it awesome. Then He says this in verse 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Pause again. Notice how He says, don't just pretend, but really do it and actually Take joy in honoring others. Now, here's the question, and we're going to cover this some more tomorrow. What is the difference between respect and honor? Respect is something earned. Honor is something given. Now, I can honor you because, let's say, you have someone who is a family member. Let's say it's your your mother. You can honor the fact that she's your mother without necessarily respecting the things that she does respect is earned honor is given because that is what God asks and so I can honor you as someone is made in God's as God's creation in his likeness without necessarily doing what you say or respecting you because I'm honoring what God has done inside of you so he's saying honor each other and enjoy the idea of honoring others verse 11 says this never be lazy come on Paul come on now Pause again. Can we just, Paul, can you just say that for the people in the back? Verse 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Come on, verse 12, rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Verse 13, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them and always be eager to practice hospitality. So notice he's saying the reason why you can do the I mean that's radical. Think about that. He says, really love people. Do you know a lot of times we don't really love people. We manipulate people. Think about it. If we love people, then we're willing to go to bat with them. We're willing to do hard things for them. We're willing to tell them the truth, and we we want to. But many times we we love the fact that other people love us. <laughs> So we don't always love people because of the broken, insecure places inside all of us. But Paul is saying, love people truly. Not just don't do wrong, but hate wrong things. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Actually enjoy honoring one another. Don't be lazy. Work hard. Rejoice in confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. When you see someone who needs something, do something with them and be eager to practice hospitality that's just about impossible (laughs) you know what I mean all of those things but notice Paul says the reason why we can is because number one at the very beginning we live with this new reality we live as being transformers being transformed into the kingdom of God and as we do that we use the gifts that God has given us to make a difference and then he transforms us into being able to do so much more than we could ever imagine that's what it is when we give our lives over to God is he transforms us into more than we could ever imagine. Verse 14 says this, bless those who persecute you. Okay, Paul, maybe, maybe not, not so much on that one. No, he says it though. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Verse 15, be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people oh lord and don't think you know it all all right now paul now you're just meddling now but for that's a good one don't think you know it all love this one verse 17 never pay back evil with more evil do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable do all that you can to live in peace with everyone that doesn't mean that we have peace at all costs it means as much as we can Live in peace with everyone. And then he finishes up with this. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. He finishes with that hard thing where he says, Practice forgiveness. And forgiveness is so hard because, you know, God's busy. And all I got to do is hit him in the head and I got my vengeance. So, God, you know, won't you just continue to bless the people all over the world? I'll just take care of this myself. (laughs) To which God says, No, 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 because that's not who you are. You used to be like that before I got involved in your life. But now that God's involved in your life, He's transforming you from what you were to what he is calling you to be. And as he is doing that, he's also using you in the gifts, talents, abilities, opportunities, experiences that you have to do amazing things. And you're able to do more than you could ever imagine as you turn your life more over to him. So what's the big takeaway from this? What's the application? And that is things are impossible with man. All things are possible with God. Now, the, the transforming that God does, it takes a lifetime. We can't expect to spend half of our life or however long you know, accruing these broken places, these uh, moments of shame, these addictions, these scars, these wounds of the life that we live, and then expect them all to go away in, in a moment. Because Just because our sins are washed away doesn't mean the effects of our sins are washed away. That takes a lifetime of healing and growing in freedom every day. But that's what verse 12 is all about, or chapter 12, is that as we give our lives over to him, Just like we said in the beginning, you know, these transformers would transform from an ordinary looking car to something spectacular. That's what God wants to do in all of us is to transform us from whatever we were into something amazing. Someone who can truly love people. Someone who truly hates evil and loves what is good. Someone who practices hospitality. Someone who has confident hope. Who is patient in trouble, someone who forgives and who blesses others when they are cursed and, and prays for people when they're despised? That, that's an amazing like, rock star person. That's what God wants to do in all of us. So the next step is is realize with man, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. And so we take a step toward Him every day. So here's my question for you. How do you need to take a step toward God today? Is there a broken place? need to turn over to him today? Is there maybe a a sin issue, an anger issue, some other kind of issue that you need to turn over to him today? Can I tell you, God's not mad at you. God already knows about that broken place. He already knows about that thing that he needs to transform. And he's waiting with his hand open and a smile on his face saying, that's hurting you and it's hurting others, but I can take care of it. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? And I'm curious today, what area do you need to trust the Lord? In just a moment, we're going to play some music for a couple of minutes. And just you know, before the busyness of the day grabs on to you again, maybe your prayer needs to be, God, what area do I need to trust you more? Is there an area I need to turn over to you? Maybe a worry I need to give you? Whatever it is, let's think about it and let's give it to him. But first, let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that we are the original transformers. We're the ones that you are slowly but surely transforming into the image of your son. I'm so thankful for the way you love us, for the way you lead us. And I know, God, that you only reveal what you intend to heal. So I pray you will reveal any area of our life that is holding us back from becoming everything you've called us to be. We receive you and everything you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, my prayer for you is that you will embrace what God's Word says in Romans chapter 1 when it says, I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. Why? For it is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Romans chapter 13.